Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Thanksgiving show. What's up, everybody? As usual, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I am your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined by my turkey in uh, whatever. Tofurkey. Uh, Chad so <laughs> champion, Chad Sowash, and our special guest. Special guest? The Q. That's right, kids. Friend of the Quincy. show. Queen oh. of chatbots. <laughs> what? We got a a rough audience today. Product innovation at Alexander, man. I mean, she has a long list of accreditation and she went to this little school down south too, University of Miami. They used to have a football team. Do they have a football team anymore? It's back, baby. (laughs) Just because they have bling doesn't mean it's back. Welcome back to the show, Quincy. How are you doing? Hey, you know what? Never better. Thanks for having me. I love this show. <laughs> Don't be rude. And you have a birthday coming up. Ooh, how are you celebrating? Yeah. How are you doing that? I'm celebrating very Unabomber style in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> how else would you do it? I'll be writing my manifesto. And a bottle of lotion. <laughs> <laughs> my God. It puts it on the skin, okay? Just so you know. It's going to so, be one of those shows. It, it's always one of those shows. We're not even drinking, everybody. Joel always asks, chatbot or conversational AI? Well, you're the queen oh. of chatbots, so I'm going with chatbots. How about you? Look, you're the one who named me that, and it was appropriate at the time, but we've evolved um, from chatbot. I think some of us have. I mean, chatbots are still out there. But queen um, of conversational AI just doesn't roll off the tongue nah. like queen of chatbots does. It doesn't. And so I'm embracing the moniker, even though I've, I've evolved beyond it. Um, and I'll I'll keep it. It's good. I like it. It sounds good to me, and I like the crown, so I'll keep it. Do you, Do you think the market is moving toward conversational AI? Because everyone I talk to is like it's it's a chatbot. So even though the industry wants them to call it conversational AI, it's still chatbot. I mean, because the truth is, most of them still are. I mean, that's so. Let's just call it what it is. What it is. We want to be a conversational AI experience. Okay. And some of us are moving toward that and how we develop it and how we create the experience for our users. So you think at some point the market will the market will decipher between the two? I think it'll have to. I mean it. Okay. All right. But for now, I'll take the chatbot moniker. It's okay. I still like it. Quincy's thankful for being called queen of the chatbots. Uh, and that today, kids, is our show. We are talking about what we're thankful about. Uh, Quincy, Joel, and myself are going to talk about what we're thankful about. And then at the end, because this is what you want, we're going to talk about our turkeys for 2020. And yes, 2020 has been a shit show of a year, but the whole year is a turkey. There, there have been little rays of sunshine in 2020. So uh, we're going to try to focus on that at first, and then we're going to hit the turkey. So uh, right out of the gate, how do you want to start this, Cheeseman? Yeah, I think we uh, we let our guest of honor, the queen, come out of the gate with her first uh, thing that she's thankful for in 2020. Yeah, I'm happy to. Thanks. So first, I'm thankful to be on this show with you guys today. Of course you are. Don't be rude. That's not rude, Donald. 
Oh, you were going down that path. I know you. No, 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 no. Really, no. Thanks for it. I really appreciate it. It has been a dumpster fire of a year um, overall. Can we all just acknowledge that? Yes. First and foremost. Okay, good. Uh, no, but the thing that I'm most thankful for is our ability at AMS to launch our first product out of our new product division called Hourly, Ooh. which is, yes, thank you, Hourly. Thank you. Thank you. Now, and, and that, well, I mean, that did have to be a bitch though. 2020 and you're launching a new product. Tell us a little bit about that because, I mean, we talk about products all the time, but launching this year. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we launched, we launched a product that is actually, it's a conversational hiring experience platform. Um, it's end to end from discovery through hire, um, specifically targeted to the hourly market right in the middle of a pandemic. <clears throat> so that's fun. Um, we have great timing. But what we, but what we discovered was that, uh, you know, certainly when March or so rolled around, which is right when we were supposed to be in general availability, we said, uh oh, are we really going to do this? And we pulled back a bit. Um, because that's when everything started to shut down. And what we discovered as the year went on is we really kind of picked the right year to do it because, you know, people, everything shut down and people lost their jobs. And what we all learned as a nation, really, or as the world, as a, as a world community, is that the very people that this particular platform was designed for are really drive our economy. Um, it's those frontline workers. It's the barista at Starbucks and it's the uh, you know, the cashier at the grocery store and it's the warehouse workers at, who are packaging everything to send to us because nobody goes to the store anymore. And so as everyone, you know, lost their jobs, unfortunately, and then as the, that sort of spike came and, and we're hiring people back, you know, we need to find a way to do a couple of things. And primarily, how do we get them back and make it easier for them? How do we make it easier for the hiring manager? And how do we go through the whole process really with some dignity and not treat this population as commodities, which we in talent acquisition sadly have done. Um, everything's been designed for the professional market. And we set out to really change that and change the focus. And uh, it turned out to actually be a really good year to do that. And, you know, already being set up to work remotely, even with our development teams, um, it, it ended up being actually a really good year for us to do that. So really grateful for the opportunity to have done that and come out with this super cool product um, that is being just really well received by buyers in the marketplace. Give us some context on that. What's the progress report? Like, can you tell users or how many messages are going through the system now? Or like, did it surpass your expectation? I'm just kind of curious because it's been a couple months, I think, since you launched. Well, it has. So our launch was delayed and we launched into our MVP, our proof of concept, um, beginning of or end of September, beginning of October. Um, and we did a small pilot to launch. And our first thing, the first thing that I want to say is we have not just the technology, but we have humans behind it. So we started out this conversation joking between chatbot and conversational AI. And the thing mm -hmm. with chatbots, part the front end or part of our product is a chatbot um, or a conversational experience. And all joking aside, we've all been stuck in chatbot hell before, right? Where you're starting to engage and you ask a question and it doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Because chatbots are only as good as they're trained to be. And we didn't want anybody to be stuck there. The point is to get people through the experience in a pleasurable way and keep that forward momentum. Or if they're not qualified for a job, get them out and let them know in a, that conversational way that it's not going to work. Uh, and not keep them stuck there. And so we have humans behind the experience as well. As well, So um, the system is trained to detect if there's frustration in the process um, by from the hiring manager who also has that same experience 
or from the candidate so that the human can immediately interrupt the experience really or ingest themselves into the experience insert themselves to pick up as a human right in the middle of the chat it's not hang on we'll email you or we'll call you they actually take over for the bot and so we're fully staffed and loaded for bear to pick that up and we haven't had to do that at all so um, we have people sitting around growing, growing cobwebs right so we've had people sitting around growing cobwebs our number one question that we're getting is is that it they're getting through to you know through the front end they're exploring the job they're getting through pre-screen they're taking an assessment they're getting self-scheduled for an interview and literally the number one thing that's coming through in our intent report is is that all um because it's so easy to get through so i call that a win um that's that's going really really well and we have people going yep that's it you're all set um so that's really good well good and job seekers should be thankful uh as well by the way, uh, speaking of, of chatbot hell and questions not being understood, my, my sex bot has similar issues, but that's a different podcast altogether. That's just because you can't keep your sex bot up. Well, we're thankful. Yeah. The pa- yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, my thankful for is, I guess, the death of career fairs, in-person career fairs, oh, okay. and the rise of the virtual job fair. There's nothing worse in our industry, probably, than the process of a job fair. Uh, people, you know, companies run out of motel it or sucks. some crappy, some crappy yeah. warehouse somewhere. Job seekers have to stand in line with their resume and a suit, probably feeling uncomfortable. The weather's shitty, so you got to deal with that. Crappy box uh, at lunches. Least, at, least, at least two people from a company have to waste a whole day to go down. Yeah, yep. eat shitty lunches you know, deal with people that are frankly, probably insane. Um, it's just a horrible experience. So if the pandemic, uh, if something good from the pandemic happened, I think it was the quick, uh, euthanasia that happened with the, (laughs) the, the, the face to face, crappy, dirty, germy, uh, job fair. And we have the rise of companies from, uh, you know, ones that just do this specifically like recruit virtual to uh, conversational AI companies like uh, Olivia Zora. Uh, Handshake, which is in the the college, yep. which just got $80 million yeah. to do that. You've got Text Recruit, who's doing it from an automation standpoint. And that way we've got Zor, Recruitology, uh, sponsor of the show, Braze. I mean, the list goes on and on. But I hope to God that if there's something good that comes out of 2020, it's the death of these crappy job fairs, both for the job seeker and the recruiter, because they're just shitty experiences. So I'm thankful for here, here. virtual job fairs. Everybody. Agreed. Agreed. Completely agree with that. So my thankful is that uh, career builder is the dumpster fire that keeps on giving. Uh, oh God. Always gives us content. Career builder. <laughs> Earlier this year, pulled off a massive Jedi mind trick in April to try to cover massive furloughs. That's right, kids. Good old career builder spent cash to replace the work can work slogan that wasn't even a year old with the we're building for you while passing out cardboard boxes to the staff. Then in September, career builder announced a three year, 300 million talent acquisition tech commitment that was air quotes which was laughable knowing their tech (laughs) is crumbling and it takes that kind of cash alone just to keep it up and running so again massive smoke and mirrors then in october career builder sells text kernel 
but they need that tech to power aspects of talent discovery. So they're dismantling tech, which is part of the infrastructure that they need for current products. Then in October, (laughs) Career Builder gets hit with a ransomware attack. I mean, you can't make this shit up. They dismantle their engineering staff or their engineering department. They promise to spend money on tech and then they're left with their asses hanging out to, for the entire world to see who should be thankful the most. Every other vendor that's out there, because the level of pure championship <laughs> stupidity makes all the other mid-level moves that are just you know minor bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're easy to miss and brush off. They are the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you, Career Builder, and let's hope that Irina stays CEO for the for the foreseeable future. Chad, your level of glee and joy and and the continued mishaps of Career Builder concerns me a little bit. I'm wondering if you're seeking counseling or perhaps you should. This is my counseling. (laughs) (laughs) This show is our therapy, Quincy. (laughs) All right. All right. That all makes sense now. I get it. All right, Quincy, you ready for your next uh, thankful item? I am. So again, continue on the theme of the silver lining of the dumpster fire of the year. Yeah. Um, is that the focus that I've seen come on diversity, inclusion, and equality in organizations like we've never seen it before. Um, as reported on by the likes of McKinsey and Gartner, diversity and inclusion officers at companies have seen just an overwhelming influx of inquiries from line managers and leaders in their organizations that have previously put up barriers to any sort of effort to actually get through them on why diversity and quality and creating an empathetic and flexible workforce is actually important. Um, And these barriers are just melting and really going away where they actually are getting it for once. And I'm really, really grateful for that. And even in my own organization, which is always really, I'm really proud of AMS, where we've always really um, put that at the forefront. They actually live those values. But we last week had an entire day for the entire organization of organized events just to celebrate diversity inclusion. And, um, you know, what is it like a day in the life of, of working with a disability, you know, where we had actual people who are, are living that life and other people were, uh, you know, allowed in to, to live that with them. And a day in the life of working with as an LGBTQ member of our organization and so on and so forth. Um, and so I'm really grateful. You know, it's been a horrible year in that sense for a lot of, in a lot of ways, but people are finally waking up and going, oh, wow, this is important. So I'm hoping that that continues um, into next year, but I've really seen a shift from it just being window dressing to something that people are actually starting to live and appreciate. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Thank God we had Trump to pull us together as a, <laughs> Don't be rude. As a people. Am I right? Am I right? Come on, man. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. Diversity and inclusion. Yeah. A reaction to 2020. 
and and the world around us. All right, my second thankful item. Without getting too cheesy, and it'll sound a little cheesy. No, oh, it's not. Shit. I'm thankful for Chad, which I think I actually did in our first year. What? <laughs> I'm going to set the plate here. I'm going to put some turkey, some dressing on this. So Chad and I, at least I know, are old enough to remember 2000, 2008, and now, 20, and now 2020. Shut up. So <laughs> 2001, for the, for the kids out there, uh, the dot-com collapse happened, okay? The, the job board I was working at went out of business. I was a dot-com casualty. I, I got to see our whole industry lay waste to a, a myriad of companies uh, in our business. In 2008, same thing happened, right? I, w- I, had an, I had my own business. I saw customers drop off the cliff. I saw my business dry up. So when this happened in 2020 and it was locked down, I automatically went back to my life experience and said, oh my God, half of our sponsors are going to go away in the next 30 days. And then half of those are going to be gone in the next 30 days after that. And then who knows whether or not they'll ever come back or what's going to happen to the show. And Chad and I had legitimate conversations about, okay, the show might be done. Like we might have to go on hiatus or really pull back the content, maybe just do the weekly show. Holy hell, if I wasn't just floored... We had two sponsors, and I won't name them. We had two sponsors put put their sponsorship on pause. All the others were champs, stayed in it, and the show has thrived in this down period. In a bigger sense, I don't know if it me- you know if it means that technology companies are way better equipped to handle sort of you know market downturns. Whereas twelve years ago, twenty years ago, it was everyone was a job site, and if yeah. there wasn't job postings. Everyone went out of business and closed the doors. So I feel like the industry as a whole is much healthier than it was uh, a decade or two ago. Um, And I think that our show sort of is a microcosm of the health of the industry. Certainly there are, you know, if you make six figures a year, you're potentially living your best life. If you're you're way under that, 40,000, 50,000 under, life is really tough. So whether or not the companies are still hiring that are using these services that sponsor our show. I don't know, but I'm incredibly thankful. And if you like the show, you should be thankful that the sponsors <laughs> uh, have remained healthy and remain supportive of the show. We even have a fucking new website because our sponsors are so goddamn supportive. And I am super thankful to them uh, in 2020 for sure. It's been a major, major uh, silver lining in my year. I'm going to springboard off of that and say that uh, in 2020, we have been given time back. So usually we're traveling, we're on airplanes, stages, doing conferences. And, you know, my ideas, our ideas are, are generally flowing, but we never get a chance to slow the fuck down to execute the hard one. So in 2020, we had that chance. And, and luckily, again, with the, with, with the sponsor's help. We created a virtual uh, Featurama. We did uh, death match that were death matches were virtual. We d- dropped new things like beer drop, free pappy, landed a big two episode 
interview with Cindy Gallup. We have a Columbia professor, Suresh Naidu, with a forthcoming episode of the podcast. And we just launched, as Joel said, phase one of our new content strategy with a brand new website designed by Shaker Recruitment Marketing, complete with a swag shop. So t-shirts, coffee mugs, all that stuff. (laughs) I mean, dude, it's... Yeah, speedos. We'll get those on there. <laughs> Chad and cheek on each on each cheek. Oh God! <laughs> but overall, we and I think this is happening with TA too, which is why we're seeing adoption or at least movement to adoption much faster. Is we've had the opportunity to take a step back here at home, where we're still doing as much work, but we've got an opportunity to slow down and execute on things we've wanted to execute on for years. And that's what I'm thankful for. That's awesome. Good for you. Took me a while to, to get that sound bite because I was tearing up a little bit. Sorry, sorry everybody. <laughs> Can we get to the, the turkeys now? Is it turkey time? Yes. Quincy, I want to hear your turkey, Quincy. I'll give you my turkey, but first I have to tell you, give you my appetizers to the turkey that just came up. <laughs> Come on, man. So my first appetizer to my my turkey is that I didn't win a beer drop. I'm really bitter about that. It's only one month in. Yeah, there, there are more. Yeah, you've got more. Patience. This is a forever thing. And as a as a longtime bourbon drinker, I'm salivating over the pappy. So, <laughs> yeah, so are we because we have to I give know, them away. I, know. <laughs> I have to look at it every day. I know. And the second thing, this just literally just came up right now. But a real, real big turkey would be. I just heard you say something about having chat and cheese on each cheek. Please, God, no. <laughs> No one needs that in their life. <laughs> Don't be rude. <laughs> the real turkey of the year is that it's a softball, but it's real. Is all the job loss. Man, can we be done with that? <laughs> let's uh, let's get through the rest of this year and, and look forward into a new, I'm going to say it, a new administration and some new hope. And come on, big pharma for once and bring forth the vaccine. And let's get back to, to doing what we do. Which- Chad enjoys getting some time back and taking a breath. I'm ready to get back on a plane and go somewhere. I'm ready to get back on a plane and go somewhere too. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, so here's a question for everybody real quick. If the shot came out tomorrow at the 95% that, that, that it is right now, would everybody roll up their sleeve and take it? I will. I'm in. I'm in. Dude, yeah. how is your 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 poll has very few answers to date, but almost forty six percent won't. I don't understand. That's a different podcast, but I don't understand how half of our fellow citizens think vaccines are bullshit or dangerous or whatever. It just blows me away. Anyway, don't know, anyway. but I'll, I'll be in line first, and I'll be the first back on a plane. So damn straight. Let's make it happen and get some jobs back for people. Okay, it's time for my turkey of the year. My God, my list is long. I'll preface this a little bit with with my age again, okay? Every so often when a consumer business pops, people run to create the jobs of whatever it is that's popular. Okay. So so when I'll go I'll go back even further. So when Facebook popped, you guys probably remember Branch Out, be known. be known, right? Like everyone, and you, and then the, and you even had like social networks for jobs, and people are going to like socialize over jobs and da da. So all those businesses are gone, and then you then you had yeah. So Chad talked about uh, the Tinder for jobs, right? Like people are just going to look at job listings and swipe left or right. 
uh, with little relevancy to a search query or what I actually do. There's no AI around, oh, we'll just access your LinkedIn profile, know what jobs you're looking for, and we'll give you, like, it's just total random jobs. And just because you swipe right or left, people think, oh, it's going to be a successful business because dating was successful in that. Uh, forget the fact that dating apps like come down to whether you're having sex or not and jobs have no relevancy to that whatsoever. So when the TikTok thing happened, you know, late last year, obviously I knew no one's going to do this, right? Because Snap, I feel like there weren't any really Snapchat for jobs that were even on the radar. There are probably some out there. But when TikTok came up, I thought, ah, oh, no one's going to be dumb enough to do that. So about two months ago, I posted on LinkedIn and I jokingly said, okay, which one of you is dumb enough to create TikTok for jobs? <laughs> People laugh like, oh, oh that'd be really stupid and no way. And then I get a DM saying, oh, it's here. Meet Heroes Jobs. <laughs> okay. So you go to heroes.jobs, essentially TikTok for jobs in a site called heroes.jobs. Um, we talked about these guys a few weeks ago. They're slightly offended. They're a bit pissed off that we <laughs> talked about them. They'll be okay. I'm sure they're very nice people. But this thing is hot garbage destined for the dustbin of, of employment site history, technology history. I downloaded this thing against my best judgment. <laughs> You go through it and they 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 at least get your location, okay? Uh -huh. And then they just send you jobs that aren't their jobs, I'm sure. They're probably pulled from some API. Right. And you get to do the listing, right? There's no there's no personality. They make it look like all these companies are going to have cool videos about what it's like to work there. There are no videos. It's just stupid job postings. And then if you want to apply, they expect you to do the cool video about what you're looking for. And then they promise like, oh, you'll be chatting with the employer, which I doubt. No. Um, and, th and then they and then if you go to their website, they sort of pitch like, oh, heroes for, you know, essential workers. And we're doing our part to defeat COVID and get people back to work. So they're almost sort of leveraging the pandemic to to pull at your heartstrings to use this crappy shit technology. Anyway, uh, my turkey with with a bullet, not even really that hard, was heroes.jobs or heroes jobs <laughs> soon to be coming to a Deadpool near you. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking about that in the next six months or so. Heroes jobs, turkey galore. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Hope to get them on the firing squad so they can sell us on it. Cause I, you know, oh I'd, my really, God. I'd really like to hear. I really, I'm going to have really, to find sound yeah. bites of not only machine guns, but like <laughs> atom bombs going off and screams of curdling zombies. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll yeah. be a firing squad to remember. I doubt that's going to happen. Yes. And, and while we're in that kind of uh, that mindset, I'm going to talk about my turkey, who has been around for a very long time and should have exploded, but they didn't. And that's DHI and mainly DICE. So <laughs> DHI is a sinking ship and DICE is the anchor dragging them down. In Q3, DICE continued its fall and fell by 13.5%. Their renewal rate is 63% down from previous reports. And oh. guess what they just launched, Quincy? Guess what? I don't know what. Do tell. Dice Instant 
messaging. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It just came out. Art Zeal, the CEO of DHI says, quote, Dice Instant Messaging offers a win-win for skilled technologists and the recruiters and employers looking to discover and engage with them, close quote. So we're talking about a platform that's trying to pull in technologists, developers, anybody on the technology side, but they're mimicking old strategies. Dice should have partnered with a conversational AI provider so that they could use platforms like WhatsApp, Facebook, SMS, or whatever messaging app uh, a user would choose. And Dice doesn't get a pass on this because they're not a startup. If they were a startup and they came out with this as a base, it would make sense but they didn't. And overall, we've seen Dice pretty much get pushed to the side where brands like HackerRank, GitHub, all these different communities, right, Mm -hmm. have really blown past them. And what Dice keeps saying is they are building a marketplace. But what they're building is pretty much a cemetery because all that shit's going to go away and die. I was really hope you're going to use like the come up uh, snake eyes on on a on a roll with the dice there anyway. I'll, I'll add to that when uh, when Zeal came on uh, about three years ago, I think two three years ago, he pounded the table about innovation. Yes, and we're gonna make you know like we're gonna get high tech and innovative yeah. on this because the the former CEO was basically a pencil pusher. He was a CFO from back in the day, and the fact that that two three years later we have messaging as a big innovation from dice is just really sad and it is gobble worthy for sure hey i have a really quick i have a a turkey which of the two of you is is controlling the gobbler on this on this podcast joel me that it's a little bit overused i am master of the podcasting universe and i am master of the production universe which means i'll take half of them out sweet don't be rude But overall, that is what we're thankful for. I am also thankful for uh, for Quincy coming on, Queen of Chatbots. I know you're busy as hell. You just launched hourly, for God's sakes. We did, and you're putting it through uh, through obviously, you know, the, the rigors with yeah. uh, with new new clients, but also being able to scale and handle all of those goddamn users that are coming through. Which is exactly why I think TA is really warming up because they know they're not going to be able to scale when they need to hire. So props to to hourly and AMS. Thanks for thanks for coming on, Quincy. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Where would our listeners that don't know find out more? We are hourly.com. And with that, another Thanksgiving show in the books. We, we out. out. See ya. Thank you for listening to podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? 
that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.